Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are Kepka versus DeChambeau. The match is back. Turkey and football. Does it get better, any better than that? Previewing the NFL Thanksgiving Day matchups. Dan Mullen out at Florida. What's next for the Gators? Happy times and happy valley. James Franklin gets a massive extension. The Ducks playoff chances get shot out of the sky. Fire Brigade recaps last week's games and gives you their predictions for week 13's biggest games. With that, I give you our chief of our Fire Brigade, Rob Cow. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here again on a Wednesday night. Coming at you a little earlier tonight. We're going to go watch Braden play his opening game of the season for his uh, senior season of basketball with the River Valley Vikings. So uh, we got Caleb sitting in with us tonight. So we're back to four. Welcome, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you guys for having yep. me again. Yeah. All right. So like Colton said, we're going to start out with, uh, you know, some golf. It's it's cold outside here in Ohio. And uh, these guys are going to be playing out in Vegas. Hopefully it's a little nicer for them out there. That's coming up on Friday. You'll get to watch that uh, while you're sitting around recovering from your turkey hangover. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, it's a match play in Vegas, 12 holes. Um, give me your thoughts on this, the matchup, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun one. I mean, these two have been kind of going at it for probably about the last year, year and a half now with each other. So it, it's going to be fun to finally see these guys face off and, and really uh, try to prove something with each other. But, you know, I, both these guys are great golfers, and I think it's going to make for an entertaining matchup. Yeah, so is the feud over or is the feud reunited? It, you know, that's hard, reunited. That, that's hard to say. Cause it, it sure looked like it was over there at the Ryder Cup. They were hugging, embracing, you know, having a great time with each other. It, it, it kind of makes you wonder, was it all put on to, to draw <laughs> to this, you know? Right, right. right. And, Colton, uh, what do you think? You know, I think uh, if you guys remember, we, we talked about it on a on a subject earlier about how that new kind of player, you Impact know, popularity, program. you know, program, you know, was, was that to, you know, kind of incentivize to help them kind of boost their ratings to, to, to kind of get some of that money? And sure. is this event, you know, are we going to see in this event some of that, you know, kind of hostility come back out to continue to to boost their ratings for mm -hmm. for for that money in in kind of the you know player program that they got going on in golf now, um, kind of player popularity contest, I guess you could There's call like it. Forty million in that kitty that gets doled out to you like know, the top ten players as far as like and popularity part of that goes. is popularity, the amount of times you're mentioned on you know social media, social media, and. Yeah, fan interactions, all that stuff. So, right, so I think this event might be might be to help kind of boost those ratings. But uh, you know, like like Matt said, the, these guys are you know pretty evenly matched um, as far as Vegas. You know, this is being played out in Vegas um, at a golf golf course. Uh, Win Win Golf Club is is the name of the course, and it's uh, the only golf course right on the Strip um, in in Las Vegas. So kind of a interesting location to have a uh, have a golf course, but uh, you know. Right there, right there on the strip. But you know, beautiful looking course. Um, obviously, these guys don't play at the, you know, the local places. They play <laughs> at the, the best of the best. But uh, you know, Vegas has even got this. You know, the odds for this pretty, pretty almost dead even. Um, yeah. Uh, Brooks Kepka's a slight, a slight, slight favorite going into it. But um, you know, Bryson DeChambeau is actually the higher ranked golfer. Um, you know, among the the world golf rankings, coming in at number seven, and uh, Brooks Kepka, Kepka number fifteen. So. 
I think this is definitely going to be, you know, a, a pretty back and forth, you know, battle. I'm kind of disappointed that it's only 12 holes. I don't really I didn't understand, understand that the, the, yeah. the whole it, backing behind it hasn't that. always been 12. Holes, no, it's it? always been 18 hole. You know, they've they, obviously, you know, like Matt or Caleb pointed out, you know, that this is the fourth time I think they're doing this kind of match, you know, event. Um, and every other time it's been, yeah, 18, 18 holes. So I'm not really sure what the whole the whole 12 you know 12 holes um right so oh, they have more time for commercials so you know, get more commercial more breaks bucks. in there and make some more money i guess i guess but uh at the end of the day you know this this is going to be you know for for charity um you know there's going to be a lot of you know money donated a lot of you know meals donated to, to different you know charity organizations so at the end of the day this is all for you know good fun and, and you know raise money for for good causes so um, so I wonder, these guys have to follow the strict PGA rule book because I, I know that's kind of a thing with DeChambeau. He tries to hit the edge of those rules mm -hmm. and, and make changes to his clubs and things. Right. So I, is this played by PGA rules or is he going to have that's some good, advantages good, there? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question, man. I, I I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I would assume that they're, they're, they're trying to, you know, make it as close to kind of a yeah. PGA event as they, as they can. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, at the same time, this is, like I said, for, for fun, but you know, a little bit of bragging rights at the same that's, time. That's but the big thing. Caleb, what do you got on this matchup? I, I mean, I think we're going to see definitely a, a competitive match and I, you know, there's always this been this feud that are between the two, but I really don't think they're gonna really see much of that come out. Obviously, they're just they're both really big competitors, but I just I don't think you're gonna see any kind of banter going back and forth. I think it's gonna be pretty clean the whole way. Yeah, I think I I hope that there is some you know some that, banter because kind of I, I think that's what's you know because these guys they really don't have much of a personality. If right. if you really watch or you know listen, they don't they don't have really strong person obviously they have strong personalities towards each other which makes this even you know and i better. think don't don't think that that translates into them not being competitive because i think they're both very competitive right it just may not make for kind of the reality tv show kind of you know approach that that maybe your average person would be you know hoping for by by watching this you know this event or right, whatever right. Um, so so um Lefty's going to be uh, Phil Mickelson's going to be one of the commentators. Him and Charles are going to be commentating. So you know, if there's not a lot of trash talking going on between them, I, I look for be... Charles. Charles to maybe get it ignited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charles yeah. would be the guy to get it ignited. Yeah, get a little poking and prodding going there. So I think yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can kind of draw out some of those 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 personalities that that Brooks and and DeChambeau have because you know this is. You know, something something to watch, you know, after Thanksgiving is over that, you know, uh, just an event to keep kind of your Thanksgiving festivities going going forward. So <clears throat> very good. Now, um, you know, I think going back to the feud a little bit, um, I think most of this is for show in my in this. And this is my opinion, because I read a I read a thing that Kepka said. He said, well, no one would put us together. So we had to go out and do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's almost like. We put ourselves together to feed on that, that this alleged. I think there was some, maybe some in the beginning, but I think they saw how good it was for golf and mm -hmm. how, like like Colton said, got got them mentioned in the you know on Sports Center, the big the big sports podcast, and the you know things like that. Got I think <laughs> how it worked in their favor. So mm -hmm. I think now it's almost like they're just going to keep it going. Yeah, keep keep playing uh, up, you know, as much as they can. Bryce, and Bryce has kind of came out, like Brooks said. I listened to a golf podcast as well. Mm -hmm. Bryce has kind of came out and said that you know it's it's uh there isn't really a whole 
they still like each other. It's like it's not. Yeah, uh, it's not like a hatred towards yeah. each other. It's like a you know kind of a mutual respect. I think now, um, especially after like Matt said with those you know the Ryder Cup of you know them embracing each other at the end of the. You yeah, know, and golf's still a gentleman's sport, so hopefully right. it's just a good rivalry yeah. and. You know, so and I'll, you know, obviously have to keep it somewhat clean because they're mic'd up. And <laughs> yeah, going through this thing, so it's still somewhat family friendly family, event, family so. viewing. So yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I yeah, think it's, I too. think it's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think you think this kind of this kind of golf match too kind of brings in you know not your not your regular viewer, but I think it can also can bring in like people that are new to the casual the game fans. or trying to yeah. you know, right. trying to get into the game. I think it's a good good match to get them into it. I yeah, agree. absolutely. I agree. <clears throat> All right, well, um, we got three games, NFL games on the slate for tomorrow, as is usually the case. Um, you know, the first one is uh, Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. You know, uh, <laughs> Detroit is a staple on Thanksgiving. Them in Dallas are always play on Thanksgiving, as long as I can remember. Yep. Um, and actually, uh, Detroit's been on there every, every Thanksgiving since 1934, Dang. other than the four years during world war two, they <laughs> didn't, they didn't play on Thanksgiving, but, wow. uh, you know, and overall Detroit's 37, 42 and two on, on Thanksgiving. So they're, they're almost 500, I guess. Uh, in recent years, I, I would say that's better than their overall record <laughs> as an organization. Right, so. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they hopefully there'll be a Thanksgiving miracle for them to, right. To get a win here, you know, and they're playing the bears. The bears aren't good. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and, uh, Justin Fields out. He's doubtful anyway, and I they I read another thing that it's almost certain that he's not going to play. Yeah, um, they're so. potentially without Robinson and Mooney too. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. so a lot of banged so, up injuries. So there do for you the go? Bears. Do you drop down to the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, or do you already go with Nick Foles? I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you got to go with Dalton just because he's got he's some experience there. already. He's been you know starting. He was you know the starter before he got benched, and you know the. The Bears fans are out in full force. Yeah. They're already asking for Matt Nagy to be, you know, taken out. They were even asking for him to be fired at a Bulls game. They were chanting, you know, fire Nagy at a Bulls game. So I think the Bears fans are just, you know, they're fed up at this right. point. So they, they something's got to change. I don't care what it is. You know, they, they want they want change there in Chicago. And so so what's I, and what's up with Jared Goff? He was still list, listed as questionable the last time I read it. So, yeah, I don't I don't look for him to play. So they obviously the Lions probably going back to Tim Boyle, who didn't play awful. I guess his numbers weren't great against right. Pittsburgh, but um, even against the Browns there Cleveland, yeah. or Cleveland. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, I, you know, they're. What can you say? They're oh nine and one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think definitely this game is going to come down to who can get the running game established in this one. Um, these these two teams met point. met Good back point. in, in yeah. week four, I believe, and the Bears, you know, came out on top in in that one, uh, twenty four to fourteen. And you know, if you remember, uh, David Montgomery, you know, ran for over a hundred yards and had two rushing touchdowns in that in that game. So. You know, definitely in that in that game, the Bears got the best of the the rushing matchup. Mm -hmm. But here, here here of lately, uh, you know, the Lions have have you know relied heavily on their on their run game, and I think that's what's kind of kept them kind of competitive in their last two games against Pittsburgh and and Cleveland. There, so I think they found something in in DeAndre Swift um, to to you know get it going there on on the offense, but. I just think I think the Bears, you know, got a little bit more, you know, more weapons on on offense, um, just a little bit better defense than than the Lions. I, I expect this one to be a, a low scoring. Yeah, you know, Vegas has only got the Bears favored by three points. I think that's probably. 
affair at this point, and 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 the Bears, you know, squeak squeak one out, to yeah. a low scoring affair. So and, you know, the Bears themselves are really no slouch on Thanksgiving. They they've actually got a 16, 13, and two all time record. So mm-hmm. you know they've played they've played well on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, I really wish they would have had this as the four thirty game so we could all take our Thanksgiving Day nap yeah. for this one because it's it's not going to be good football. Yeah, it could be a snooze. Not, but, not uh, a good start. But I, I, I think the Bears have the better defense here, and I, I think the defense is what's going to be the ultimate difference maker. I think the Bears come out on top. Bears are without Khalil Mack as well. He's out, out for the season now, so that's a big a big hit to a yeah. Bears a Bears defense that hasn't played great, hasn't played as like a normal Bears defense. But right. you know, I still think that they got enough enough guys there on the defense to get it done. Caleb, what you got? Uh, I think it's going to be. Overall, just a sloppy game, and I'm with Colton here. I think it's going to be a low scoring, not the greatest game to you know start, start off the start Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, start off your Thanksgiving morning with. But uh, I will say, uh, the over under is 41 and a half. Mm-hmm. Is what I saw. I'm like, that is just. I definitely take the under. under. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely under taking the under on that. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I can't see almost either team almost game. Past ten points. I mean, yeah. Considering yeah. that the the Lions have scored twenty six in their past two games, mm-hmm. uh, and and the Bears haven't fared much better. I think yeah, definitely forty one may be a little too high. Safe <laughs> money says under. Yeah. Um. I, and I, you know, I, I agree, Colton, somewhat on the run game, but I think it's going to come down to with the with the being backups. I think it's going to come down to quarterback play. Okay. Who you know who can get the most out of their backup? And, yeah. And I and I. But I do give the edge to the Bears in that respect with Andy Dalton more than likely being the starter and, you know, Tim Boyle still trying to find his way a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I look for the Bears. It kind of does shock me that Tim Boyle is not much better than yeah. what he has played. Because, I mean, yeah, I think he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years, too, in Green Bay. So it's just kind of like you think he'd – you know, he'd, he'd learn something. Yeah, he learned something. I him. mean, it's a little bit different of working with the Green Bay offense and then the Lions offense here. I mean, they, they're just not a lot of weapons there on that offensive side of the ball for the Lions. So it's, it's uh, you know, tough tough sled for them. So, all right. Well, then uh, the moving. The second game of the matchup is yeah. the Raiders at Dallas. Yes. Um, again, Dallas has been kind of a staple on Thanksgiving as well. Um, they're playing the Raiders at, in Dallas. Uh, Vegas has got this spread at seven and a half. Um, although, you know, Dallas has got some injuries. Some, you know, Mari Cooper's out. C.D. Lamb's questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are some big weapons that that that, uh, that Dak's going to be without there. You know, um, Zeke ran the ball well last week, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see what – and the, the Raiders, that's what's killing them. They have absolutely no run game yeah, whatsoever. Absolutely not. So, so it's all put on, you know – it's all put on David Carr, Derek, Derek, Derek Carr, Carr yeah. and it's all put on his shoulders, and, and it's showing. I mean, he's throwing a lot of picks again, but, I mean, it's the only offense that they have. They can't get anything going on the ground, so, mm-hmm. you know, teams are just, you know, teeing off and just loading up the box and, you know, coming at, either making coming him one-dimensional, basically. Coming after him to get it, to hurry him or, you know, putting that spy back there to watch him to see where he's going and, you know, causing a lot of turnovers that way, so – yeah, we'll see how this one goes. I think this will be a little more entertaining game than the first one. But mm-hmm. uh, Caleb, why don't you start us off with your with your pick on this? I think I think to add on to what you were saying, Rob, is I think Derek, Derek Carr is just becoming one dimensional. He doesn't really have too many weapons to throw to outside of Darren Waller. And like you guys are saying, you know, the run game is non-existent at this point, so mm-hmm. it's forcing uh, you know Carr to throw a lot. Um, I will say. Um, I think this one will be a little bit closer, a little more entertaining, but ultimately I think the Cowboys come on top. Yep. Um, I think the Cowboys definitely have uh, a little more deeper at receiver. You know, Michael Gallup, 
uh, is going to have to step up. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, I think, you're a nice surprise this season for the Cowboys too has been Cedric Wilson. He's a young, young receiver mm-hmm. and has really uh, helped pick up the slack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Matt, Matt, what you think? Yeah, well, I mean, all time the Cowboys are 31, 21, and one Thanksgiving Day games. Uh, the Raiders have only played in seven. They're three and four. So yeah. can't can't glean much from that, but. Like you guys were saying, I think this, this game's going to come down to the run game. Both teams can throw the ball. I, th- I think they're pretty even there. So I think it comes down to the run game. I, Dallas ex- excels there more than the Raiders do. I also think the Cowboys' defense is a little better at pass coverage than uh, mm-hmm. than uh, 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 Las Vegas' defense. So I, I think I think the Cowboys win. It's going to be close. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the, the rest of the guys. I think the Cowboys get it done. I think with, with you know, Cooper being out and C.D. Lamb, you know, possibly, you know, not not being in there as well, that, that really does put a hurt on the, on the passing game. And you saw that last week. Obviously, I think the Chiefs are a little bit better opponent than, than the Raiders, but you saw that, you know, in that game, the, the Cowboys kind of struggled when, you know, they were already without Amari Cooper, and then C.D. Lamb went down early in that game, and it, it really put a hurt on their on their and, offense. And they're still listening to questionable right. after, you know, watching the injury. I, I, you know. it, it's on a short a short week, too. I mean, right, it's not right. like they well, get – Well, that was the other thing I was going to bring up, too. You know, who out of, you know, out of all three of these games, who prepares better on a short week? Um, you know, and I, I just think with Dallas well, – you, you would think Dallas and Detroit should definitely be yeah. – they're more – Used to it. They do they do the it schedule, every year. Right. What you got to yeah. do in so that, that short that time should be a little bit of a, a help, a help yeah, for them. Absolutely. So I think I think in this game, you know, with those wide receivers, you know, kind of being out and being banged up there, there, I think uh, you know, Cowboys are really going to try to get that running game established, that running game early. They are, you know, potentially. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to get back one of their their left their left tackle there in, in uh, Tyron Smith, um, and he's he's going to come back, which will be a huge you know boost to kind of that uh, you know offensive line to really help Zeke out. So I think I think offensively Dallas has has more weapons to kind of overcome the injuries that they have. Their defense is playing a lot better than the, than the Raiders. I like the Cowboys to, to win this game. <clears throat> All right. Well, there's one more. Um, you know that night later on that night we got Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. Buffalo's getting six points, or I mean the Saints are getting you know Buffalo's favored by six points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's probably pretty accurate. Their mm-hmm. defense has only given up seventeen and a half points a game. Um, the Saints without their big gun Kamara, mm-hmm. um, Alvin Kamara. Um, or, he's questionable anyway. Mark yeah. Ingram, Mark in Ingram, possibly not not playing. Not, play. not, not, you know, and you still got that dynamic hookup of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs over on the Buffalo side. So, yeah, I, I look for I look for this to be a pretty entertaining game, though. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, for me, there's there's just a lot of injuries on that that uh, Saints defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now they are not defense, but just uh, you know team Overall, in general. Yeah. Um, you know, like Dad said, with Alvin Kamara and and uh, being out, and you know they got questions at quarterback. You know, quarterback play has not been very consistent for the Saints, so they've relied a lot on on Alvin Kamara and and Mark Ingram to do a little bit of, you know, in the run game and in the pass game. And, and with both of them, you know, probably not going to play in this, in this game. I mean, I, where do you turn to when it comes exactly. to offense? And like mm-hmm. I said, with, with the kind of inconsistent QB play, I mean, I don't, I don't think that you can. And that Bill's defense. And, and, yeah. And the Bill's defense, you know, playing that they did, you know, take a, take a lump last week against, you know, against the Colts and <laughs> gave up, you know, quite a bit, bit of points there. But, uh, 
you know, I think that was also maybe a little contribution to their offense, putting their defense kind of in some peculiar, you know, Bad spots. spots yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think the Bills are, you know, more of a, a complete unit. Um, I, I think that they're, you know, obviously a little bit healthier than the Saints. I like, I like the Bills to, to get a win here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think the Bills are a, a more complete team, and like I said, with all the injuries that the uh, the Saints have, I, I I don't I see them struggling to compete here. Especially, I don't even think they cover that six point spread. I yeah. I, I think the Bills kind of run away with this one and. It, this may turn into a laugher. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what, well you, what do you think? I can, I, I'm going to go ahead and take the Bills here as well. Uh, kind of just to piggyback off what you guys have been saying, you know, Saints have no run game. Um, and is Jameis is Jameis getting to start this week too? Is he? No, or is he, he's, 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 he's done for the year. Always done for the year. So it should be tra- Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon more than likely, uh, and he's been. In, I mean, he started out well, but then it's kind of you know turned back into his old self here recently. So I just yeah, I don't know where the the QB where you're going to get you know the consistent yeah. QB play mm-hmm. for for the Saints. So and uh, you know more injuries to add on. Their almost whole offensive line is is out right now. I mean, they have four different offensive linemen, two that are have been on the IR, you know, have been injured for a significant period of time, and then two more that that have already been ruled out. Um, you know, two two of their starting tackles already ruled out for this week. So wow. a whole almost a whole new offensive line. Both your running backs are out. Inconsistent QB play. I mean, where where do you, you against know, the Bills defense? The Bills defense that's been, that that's been, been you know very very like good. Like I said, only so. giving up seventeen and a half points a right, game all right. season. So. I will I will say it wouldn't it still wouldn't shock me though if Buffalo does happen to struggle just because they haven't they haven't really you know they, been they that, have been inconsistent yeah, here in the last couple right. weeks. So. Have, they haven't been that uh, team that we kind of saw last year. You know, no. you, you losing to the Jets and then yeah. You know, you get absolutely just whooped by Indianapolis the pre- this previous week. So right, great. right, and then took a loss to Jacksonville too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That uh, was a was a blemish. So they they yeah, definitely they, have been. There's kinda... definitely been some question marks on their season. There's no right, doubt. right, absolutely. So, um, Dad, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add on. No, that. I, I'm good. I think uh, you know. I think we'll get we'll get to see some good football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Eat eat some turkey, eat lots of turkey, and then try to you know stay it's awake. It's not a good game. Just take a right. yeah, right, right, Wake right. up and there'll be another one. Yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah. So all right, well let's move on to some coaching moves in the in the NCAA ranks. Um, first of all, you know Dan Mullen got uh, run out of Florida this week. Um, I was I was a little a little surprised. Yeah. I mean, we're just five months away from him getting a big raise and an extension five months ago when. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were the runner-up in the SEC, uh, gave Alabama probably their best game of the whole season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, in that SEC championship game. And he was in four seasons. He was 34-15. and 15. Mm-hmm. Overall, he's a 103-61. and 61. Uh, You know, I was a little surprised. Right. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, kind of a – I mean, not a total shock just because of how this season has, yeah. has played out. But, you know, uh, I think, um, you know, the, I, I think the big thing, you know, what I was kind of reading, that the AD was was preaching consistency, consistency, consistency. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like you said, Mullins has had his highs, but he's also had, had his lows. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it just hasn't been – a consistent effort out there, you know, every uh, week in and week out for, for Florida, but, but at least he hasn't been consistently bad. Yeah, right. I, guess. I, I think, I, I think at that. this point, you know, I think um, if you're, if you're looking at, 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 you know, Alabama and Nick Saban, I think you're, you're, you're licking your chops. Cause I um, mean, you know, I got an interesting stat for you guys, um, you know, with, with Mullen getting fired at Florida, 10 of the 14 sec head coaches entering next season 
will have been in their positions for two or fewer seasons. So that that just gives you know Saban the other than Nick Saban, yeah, yeah. To, to, you right. know Nick Saban and basically Kirby Smart basically will be running the SEC yeah. then for for the next you know considerable amount of years because of just you know the amount of turnover that there's been right. in, in the SEC you know as far as head coaching goes, but. Yeah, I think um, you know this season has just been one of those one of those seasons for Florida that you know you just wish you could forget, wish you you know could right. get a redo kind of deal. Um, you know they have lost four straight to Power Five opponents. Um, you know, and and dating back to 2020, they've been two and nine against Power yeah, Five I, opponents. And, and there's no doubt this season's been a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, I think, but you just you got to look at the the full body of of work right. at the same time, and so I I, I just don't know. Is there anything better out there? You know, is there well, is there someone? You, let's get into that a little bit. I got three names that they were throwing about. Uh, Bob Stoops coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know. If, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I think you at least make the call to Bob Stoops. You yeah. at least say, hey, yeah. are you, are you interested? interested? See, do you, though? I don't think he's an SEC-type coach. Yeah. I don't think he'd excel there. I don't think he would do well in the SEC. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you at least just make the make the call. I mean, you see what happens. I mean, Lane Kiffin, I, you know, I'm not sold on Lane Kiffin, but mm-hmm. the one – the one I like, and this, you know, uh, from the Louisiana, the Raging Cajun, Billy Napier. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's thirty-one and five <laughs> down there. Uh, you know, I think young coach. I think new blood. To right. me, that's that might be where I'm looking. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think at that same time, um, you know, another thing that kind of the AD was preaching was was hitting the recruiting trail, and 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 Florida has really kind of diminished. You know, Mullen came in, had had a couple of good recruiting classes early on, but it, it's really kind of tanked here the mm-hmm. last the last couple couple years. Um, you know, before Mullen's firing, they had the 23rd ranked you know class, not you know not what you want to see for 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 a team that's going to compete in a in a tough SEC. So you know, definitely not up to you know Florida's Florida's standards, let's say. But uh, I think Billy Napier is has been you know a pretty good recruiter. That's that's something that you know uh, you know kind of a pro, I guess for for him. He's part of that uh, Saban uh, coaching tree too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, yep. you know, and, and and the only con I guess you could throw out there and is he, he's coached with Dabo too. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah so he's on Dabo. He's, he's had you know a couple of elite you know coaches that he's been course. under. Um, but you know, I guess the con you could say is he's never handled a, a big time program like Florida. So it, it you know what but you gotta start but you gotta you gotta start right. eventually, you I, know. So I think that's what I was gonna I think oh go ahead, Caleb. Oh, I was just gonna say I think that's kinda what I've been wrestling with the whole I think Napier can coach and I think he's gonna get his chance. Mm-hmm. I I just think that Florida job may be a little bit too big for him right okay. now. I okay. Think, I think you know if he takes a job at Virginia Tech. Well, he, that, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, there's a lot of big openings out there. Yeah, Caleb, I'm glad you brought that up. You yeah. know, you got the USC job. Yep. You got LSU. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Virginia Tech, like you said, Washington, uh, TCU. I and, mean, and now add Florida to the mix. I mean, Florida, that's a lot of big time programs that are all making changes at, at, at you know. So one I think, of the most I think Billy Napier. I don't, I don't look for him to back away. Yeah, no, I, I think he'll take one of those jobs, I think. Um, but yeah, whether, whether it be Florida, whether it's Florida, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, okay, that is a good point. You know, that is, is this scene too big for, I mean, SEC football, I mean, that's, you know, and Florida's expectations are not, you know, obviously they, they're, they're high. Right, and, right, uh, you right. know, I think, you know, that's definitely get not something, you know, 
being a young coach, you know, you gotta be dedicated. Right. And I think having kind of that young, you know, young mentality, new kind of fresh mentality, mm-hmm. maybe that helps out. Maybe that is, you know, a good a good move for them. Shot but, in the arm. Or yeah. Hey, you know, of... we, we talk about all these other guys being young coaches to come in. Dan Mullen is, isn't an old man himself. No, right? He's only no, 40, no. 49 years old. Yeah. And like I said, his all-time record. It just seems like he's been around a lot longer yeah. than that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm just saying. He was where he, clearly, he's not going to be out of a job where for long. Where was he at before be Florida? Mississippi, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. And had a, had a good had a good yeah. record there. You yeah. know, played, right. you know, had consistency. And I think that was the big thing, you know, was recruiting. You know, he really did a nice job at Mississippi State of getting recruits and, mm-hmm. and making the most with the talent that he had. And, and that was how it kind of started with Florida for the first couple of seasons. And then it just – you know, whatever the circumstances, it just kind of fell off. And, yeah, and, and I think he ought to switch coast and go out there to USC. I think he'd fit in nicely at USC, actually. Yeah, I, I, think, well, do well there. I think there's two names you get if you're Florida right now that you really got to focus in on. I think one, your first one is going to be you got to give Mario Cristobal a call. Okay. Things aren't really going that well in Oregon as mm-hmm. of recently. Mm-hmm. Cristobal's got ties to the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. What, I've, what I kind of have understood and kind of learned myself is that if a coach is going to succeed at a big time program, it's better that they have some sort of ties in that state, whether they grew up there or whether mm-hmm. they coached at a smaller the, the fan base is a little bit, yeah, a little bit yeah. more lenient that way. So, so you have those ties, and I think I think other, another one you got to at least check in on. There's a guy up in Jacksonville that's not going that well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta possibly, but I well, don't I don't know. There's, I there's don't know. a there's a guy out on the West Coast that's got college experience and it ain't going well in Seattle either. So well, that's right, you make it, that's a good point. Yeah, so definitely, you know, some some options I think out there for for Florida. But I, you Pete know, Carroll's job might be on the line as bad <laughs> as it's going in Seattle I'm right with now. You on that. Absolutely. So all well, right, well, let's move on and flip the coin over. The guy that got rewarded. Uh, James Franklin at Penn State, you know, uh, like Colton said, it's happy and happy valley, at mm. least for James Franklin right now. Got a 10-year contract extension, $7.5 base a year, mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of incentives built into this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, to me, I don't see a big difference, in, I mean, at least in their record, between Dan Mullen and, 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 and James Franklin. Actually, Dan exactly. Mullen might be – well, record-wise, now, you know, you got to weigh that against conferences that they played. You know, James Franklin came from Vanderbilt before uh, he went to Penn State. Um, you know, he's 91-47 and 47 overall, I think, um, getting ready to play his 100th game or coach his 100th game at Penn State. He's 67-32 and 32 mm-hmm. since he's been at Penn State, 3-3 three and three in bowl games, so – and, and, and pretty comparable to Dan Mullen. He's yeah. got one Big Ten championship, right. and, and and Dan Mullen had the one SEC, you know, kind of run there. And so I think it's, yeah, very, very comparable. And we're, yeah, giving James Franklin a, a 10-year D. I mean, we're not talking, you know, a couple years. That's three, four, ten, we're talking 10 year. year. I mean, that's, this is basically yeah, that's, Penn that's State. That's a lifetime contract. This is basically Penn State football. putting all of their, you know, eggs in one basket right now. And, yeah, because they, they listen, I did, it was really complicated, but they listed what the buyout. I, I have the buyout numbers yeah. here. So, yeah. you know. $12 million if they fire him, you know, prior to April 1st of 2022. So if they, you know, fire him basically in, in a few months, if they say, we're, we're getting rid of this guy, they got to pay him out 12, you know, $12 million. When he's got a big game coming up this weekend against Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's an important game for James Franklin. Yeah. And this, and this season has really kind of fallen off the wagons right, for, yeah. for, you know, high aspirations. They started out really well. Is that in East Lansing or is that in uh, Happy Valley? I think it's in East Lansing. I think, I think it's, it's in East Lansing. Lansing. So, yeah. I mean, that's a big game. You know, Penn State's kind of taking it on the chin here. They dropped out of the rankings. Yeah. Well, they're seven and four this season. It, no matter what happens, they, they finish no better than fourth and the Big Ten East, right? Yeah, and, right. and it, that's that's not even 
fourth in the overall Big Ten because right. there's a lot of teams over in the on the other side that are have better have, records yeah, than they right. do. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, this is I think this is an important game for James Franklin against Sparty this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, with getting that big contract, I think you know you go out and get your you know get your butt kicked by Michigan State. Uh, and, the and fans Penn are going to be going. Why would we just give this guy seventy-five million dollars? Right. And I think so, Penn State you, has. You not think he been... gets the big contract because. Yeah, he hasn't beaten Ohio State, but Penn State's been the most competitive team with Ohio State mm -hmm. in the time he's been there compared to anybody else in the Big Ten. And they he's been, and he's been decent on the recruiting trail. I mean, he's, he he's, he's brought in, you know, some some good recruits and, you know, some good guys there. So I think, you know, yeah. I, I think you look at it and you say, is there anything is there anything better out there than, right. than what you what you got? And, and I mean, I guess you don't know unless you try kind right. of thing, well, but. I guess apparently Florida thinks so, and yeah, Penn right. State doesn't think so. I guess right. not. Exactly. Yeah, when I, you know, and that's kind of what Michigan's done in the last few years. You know, they were calling for Harbaugh's head, and you know that what else is out there? His overall record's been good. He just he's not beat his you know the, the teams the that you games. need to beat. Yeah. The, the, you know your rivalry games, but um, you know I think some of this goes back to Franklin taking over that program when it was kind of in shambles. Yeah, after, and he's yeah, after the turned debacle it turned it there. around in and, a real quick amount of time right. i would say so uh, i think there's some good feelings for james franklin you know i wish the guy the best obviously uh i hope michigan beats him every year but um you know that's that's neither here nor there but i i guess it's you know it's it's almost like two sides of the same coin mm -hmm. dan mullen almost identical record almost done the same things at, at florida as compared to james franklin and then the two schools went you couldn't ask them to go any yeah, more opposite. opposite. All right. Yeah. Okay. What you think? I think, I think I'm going to be the one that goes against the green here a little bit. I, I really – I think Franklin's done a good, nice job at Penn State, but I think this contract benefits James Franklin more than it does Penn State. What I mean oh, I agree. I, I think I think Franklin's kind of getting like – not I wouldn't say luck into this, but I think he's one of the more overrated coaches actually in the country. I mm -hmm. mean, he, he's one of the guys that doesn't go – or doesn't get as much hype. You know, nobody really talks about him, you know, after a – you know, you don't hear about the bad losses, you know, as often as you do, let's say, Harbaugh, for an example. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I just think this this is more beneficial to, to him and doesn't get, you know, yeah. as much smoke. Like, I mean, he's one and six against Ohio State. He's three and four against Michigan, three and four against Michigan State. Yeah. He is three and oh against Wisconsin, but that also helps when you don't play Wisconsin every year, every yeah. year. Right. And, you know, you could say that the whole one and six versus OSU. Yeah. But I mean, I think everybody. In the Big Ten has an OSU problem. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, and like I said, though, his one and six against OSU looks a heck of a lot better. They've than been some in of the competitive. Other ones. Yeah, competitive. games have been touchdown Very games competitive. Yes. that they had a chance to win at the better, end. Right. Better, yeah, better really than the games that Michigan has given Ohio State since Harbaugh's been here. Right. Absolutely. Most of those games have been absolute blowouts. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, so I just kind of wish he'd get a little more. You know. I wish people would call be more more willing to call him out. Yeah, know? yeah. I think uh, you know it, it, at the same time, you know, this new deal makes him the highest paid coach in the Big Ten, right. and and he's ninth in the whole college you know football. So he's in the the you know first in the Big Ten and in the top ten in, in the country. Right. So you know that that money you know then you got to start producing like a you Ryan, know like a top Ryan ten Day's coach. Ryan Day's gonna be renegotiating his contract. Yeah, I, I think at the same time this this uh, you know the the rumors that you know. Uh, the, the guy up in Michigan, up in Michigan State, Mel Tucker, Mel that Tucker. the rumors of that ten-year possible ninety-five million dollar contract may have had something to do with this, you know, big extension that Penn State, you know, they're they're hearing what what Mel Tucker might right. be getting, and they're thinking, well, you know, 
yeah, Mel Tucker's done some good things for Michigan State, but you know James Franklin has probably been, you know, obviously he's had, had had a few more years than a Mel bigger Tucker. body of work. Uh, so so you well, know, and Franklin's been brought up for every one of those openings. They've yeah, talked right. about him at USC. They've talked about him at LSU. Right. So I, I'm sure that scared that, him a little bit. That kind of brings well. me to my question to to all three of you guys: Do you think he still potentially dips? You know, at the end of the season, especially if he loses to Michigan State this weekend. Um, I think if he signs. Signs pen to paper. He he's planning to stay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that he would make a jump. Um, you know, uh, some of those jobs I think you can cross out because I mean, why why go to LSU where you do have to play Nick Saban? You know, every right. year and, and, and make it harder on yourself. I'm not saying that he has an easy road here in the Big Ten because, like you said, he hasn't had a great record against some of the top teams in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. But I think he just makes it even harder on himself right. by going to you know SEC, maybe USC, but. I think this big deal is enough to, to entice him to, to stay there in the yeah. Big Ten and, and kind of keep what he's already got, you know, kind of going there. He does, he does have a good recruiting class coming in. He has one of the top uh, quarterbacks in Drew Aller coming yeah. in next week, so he might have, have yeah. that QB good, right. good solved. Absolutely. Good yeah, see where that goes. All right, well, let's keep it going with uh, college football. We'll go over uh, real quick our five games from last week. Um, uh, I went four and one. I was pretty happy with that, uh, you know, that, that – uh, um, the game, the game I missed was the Oregon Utah game, and man, I missed it bad. <laughs> yeah. um, Utah looked really phenomenal. I, I you know, I, the spread was only three points, and they the, killed it. They killed it. Yeah. yeah. So that was my only loss last week, Colton. I know you went five and zero. Oh. Good for you. Yeah, I went five and zero, oh, and Matt, what, what were you three, uh, three and, and two? two. Yeah, three so and two. Brought all three of us to a three way tie on the season here for right. our picks. Yeah, yeah going but, into the the final week of our regular season, we're all thirty six and nineteen. So. You know, and and I told you, Matt, OSU was going to cover that nineteen point yeah. spread. Oh. You should have had more faith in your team. Yeah, I, right? yeah. They, they covered mean, that bad boy oh. in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, in the first five minutes. Yeah, 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 that was an ugly showing for for Michigan. I think I sure didn't see that coming no yeah. Michigan you know, State and, and Cincinnati come out smashed SMU in the mouth they look good I, you know yeah. and real quick we don't have to spend a lot of time on this but what about the rank new rankings came out last night you got you know you still got Georgia sitting at number one the Buckeyes jump, jump over everybody one. get the number two mm-hmm. you got Alabama sitting at three and and you know good for Luke Fickle they get they get the number four spot I really yeah. thought you were going to see Michigan in that fourth spot just I, because you knew the committee just just, just for this game even game, yeah. just to say right. two yeah. versus four I mean, pipe right. it up a little yeah. might have been okay but I I don't think Michigan deserves it and I'm a Michigan fan I don't yep. think they deserve to be number five mm-hmm. we should have beat Michigan State yep I mean that was you a total debacle. It was, and th- and there was no excuse for it. We got out coached, um, and we got outplayed. Um, you know, but you know, good for Cincinnati, and you know, can they hang on to it? There's, you know, we started. I don't, you know, because we could spend the rest of our time talking about right. what if scenarios, and what whatnot. ifs going in. But this weekend's going to be some fun football to watch. We'll yeah. get a little bit of clarity. Still, still a lot to play for, yeah, which makes it exciting here in the final week. Um, right, you know, right. we, we don't really have uh, outside of Georgia. We don't really have, you know clear-cut favorites of who the next, you know, several teams are because there are just a handful of teams after that that could all be, you know, two through six or, right. you know, whatever. You got, so, you know, you got Notre Dame sitting there at number six mm-hmm. now. I and mean, they're obviously, yeah. obviously Michigan's got to win out to get in, um, right. and, you know. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you look at Notre Dame, they, they, they get a spot this week no matter what. It's either going to be Buckeyes or Michigan dropping under them. So, mm-hmm. they're up a spot. Yeah. And then you got to look at Alabama's got to play Georgia. So, there's – I mean, really, Notre Dame's sitting in, in the best spot they yeah. could possibly be sitting so, right now. They play so, Stanford this week. So. Yeah, right. So, if, you know, obviously, 
um, Alabama and Georgia are going to go at each other in the SEC real quick. And again, we could spend a whole episode on this talking about what ifs. But if I, to me, you can't put Alabama in it as a two loss team. If, if they lose to Georgia, if in they that lose SEC to Georgia, they can't be in as a two loss team. So mm-hmm. either you know they they're out, and Michigan. Well, Michigan's got to win out, so it's either going to be Michigan or Ohio State taking a spot. So does Notre Dame. But to me. I think the better team, if they went out, is Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They beat Oklahoma and then, you know, beat Baylor in the in the Big 12 championship game. To me, you got I, – I put Oklahoma State in over Notre I'm, Dame. I'm with you on that. They got a, they know, got a good it, body of work. Yeah. Um, they got Notre Dame, they've, they've had one win, one yeah. big win all season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't play a championship game. Uh, so, you know, they, they, they're not putting themselves out there against another good team at the end of the season. Uh, and, I, and I'm not a Chip Kelly fan either, so yeah, I think he's a crybaby. But uh, um, so, so you know, you talked about a two-loss Alabama not getting in. What about a two-loss Ohio State if if they play a close game with Michigan this week? No, does, does I don't that, think does that lead them on the fringe. There's, yeah. I, I don't think so, Matt. I mean, because well, if Cincinnati wins, they're undefeated. Right, they're uh, yeah, I, I think if there's other things that happen, but would, would that keep them ahead of Alabama if Alabama loses and a couple other things happen? Uh, I think Ohio, it, could, I would think, it be Ohio State or Bama then? I think they're loss. both on the outside looking yeah. in with yeah. two losses. Yeah, because I to depending me, on what, what happens, goes on, well, yeah, because the big. 12 that could potentially play out where they all have two losses yeah so it could, it could. I mean, but i'm saying if osu wins out that's where, that's OSU, where i mean game, oklahoma you know, state because right. there's there's three osu teams <laughs> yeah yeah but if oklahoma state wins yeah. out to me i gotta put them in over whether it be a two loss ohio state right. team a two loss alabama team mm-hmm. um you know i do they squeeze it's, Cincinnati out? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I it doesn't help that this committee just – you just don't know they, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they just they make just, it up as yeah, they go. Yeah, it's, they, it's so hard to tell what yeah, they're doing. And, and, and it's an all-new – the, 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 the kind of exciting or maybe even detrimental to, to the selection thing is that this committee is all new. So there's a whole yeah. new committee. And they're using new criteria, yeah. too. So it's uh, you know a whole new ball game, and, and we really haven't tried to figure – like. You know, through it, we haven't really figured out what uh, you know what they you know. We we spent way too much time on that. So. Yes. Yeah. All right. So Matt and I and Colton are all tied. Bottom line. Yeah. All right. So now let's get into it. The big games, games this week. week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we know the biggest game, and we'll save that for last. The first one I think is the easiest pick: Alabama at Auburn, nineteen and a half point spread. I like I like the Tide. Um, I don't really I don't think our Auburn's got enough for them. Off on either side of the ball. I yeah, really uh, Auburn losing their quarterback really hurts. Yeah. Roll tide. Well, I really yeah. don't think there's that much of a drop, honestly, between Bo Nix and TJ Finley, who's going to be the guy this week for uh, Auburn. I really just yeah. don't think there's much of a drop. Which, well, who do you like, Alabama or Auburn? I'm still t- I'm still rolling with Bama. You got to. But yeah. I, 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 don't be shocked, though, if this is closer than what the you know experts are saying. Um, mm-hmm. I really Alabama has kind of been – not that Alabama team we're used to seeing. So yeah, yeah, I right. think uh, you know Alabama twenty-five and one all time when uh, you know they're ranked and Auburn isn't. Um, they're seventeen and zero when Alabama's ranked in the top five and yeah. Auburn isn't ranked. So right. history favors Bama. I like Bama to win this one. Sounds <laughs> good. Um, all right, let's move on to. Let's just go ahead and do that. Oklahoma number ten at Oklahoma State number seven. They're both ten and one. Oklahoma State's favored by four points. They're playing at home. Um, you know, to me, this inconsistent play from Oklahoma, quarterback play from Oklahoma, they, you know, one guy comes in, he looks decent for about a half a game, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he falls apart. I think 
I think that comes back to bite Oklahoma this week. I really do. I, I don't give Oklahoma State or Oklahoma much of a chance. Um, and the big thing is with that inconsistent quarterback play, Oklahoma State's only given up 15 points a game this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I so I think, um, you know, I think I think they struggle. Uh, but you know, I, I just I, their lone loss. Oklahoma's lone loss was to Baylor. You know, I don't know. And Oklahoma State's lone loss was to Iowa State. Give me your guys' thoughts on it. So, so here's here's my take on this thing. Uh, you know, Oklahoma's got the better offense. Oklahoma State has the better defense. But so to me, I think this game's really a toss-up. Mm -hmm. I, I think what's going to come down to is big-time coaches, big-time players, big-time game. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma's been in this kind of spot before. Mm -hmm. I think it, that's going to benefit them here. I think they're going to do enough to get it done. And Oklahoma State doesn't need this win to play for the championship game. Yep. Oklahoma does. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma but, loses, they're out. But Baylor's they need in. this they win need. to try to get into the playoffs. They, they do. So, but yeah. so I, I, I didn't give you my pick. I'm picking I'm picking the Cowboys, Oklahoma State. All right, absolutely. Yeah. Matt, who you, who you got in this I, one? I'm going with Oklahoma. I, right. I, I think big-time players, big-time coaches, big-time games. All right. All right. Well, you know, living in Oklahoma for a short period of time, I quickly learned that this is a true rivalry game, and you, you don't sit on the fence when it comes comes to uh, you know picking which school you're rooting for you either got that that crimson and red or you're picking that orange and black so uh, this is definitely you know a heated rival you know rivalry as much as you know it's kind of been one-sided uh, here pretty pretty recently with with Oklahoma dominating the series as of recent but I, I like the defense to, to, to get you know get it going for Oklahoma State they've only given up one offensive touchdown in their last four games that inconsistency on the, on the QB side offensively you know for, for Oklahoma just has me worried a little bit game is in still water so I, I like Oklahoma State to get it done All right. I'm rolling with the Cowboys as well but uh, to kind of go off of what Rob was saying about uh, inconsistent QB play at Oklahoma I think it's kind of the same situation at Oklahoma State <laughs> if any of you listeners have watched uh, any Oklahoma State games not sure if y'all have but Spencer Sanders the potential has been there mm -hmm. and he can make plays but he just is not consistent at all he he can be errant with the ball uh kind of looks like he gets nervous when he's in the pocket we'll get a little pressure on him yeah. so if he could but if he can play well and the line can you know give him some time to make some decisions where he's not you know erratic back there i think oklahoma state takes care of this yeah all right very good so down to let's do uh oregon state beavers at the oregon ducks i mean uh can can oregon rebound after you know the thumping they took against utah um if you look at their stats these two teams are almost identical on mm, both sides yeah. of the ball um, as far as what they're giving up, yards, points, and everything, on, and what they're gaining on both sides of the ball. So uh, th this is a tough matchup. You know, Vegas has got the Ducks by seven. Um, I don't know. You know, the Beavers. Beavers are playing they, good ball. They beat Utah that absolutely destroyed yeah. Oregon this week. And, and they beat Stanford, you know, Oregon's other loss. So. Mm -hmm. I, you know, to me, this this is a this is a closer game, I think, than seven points. But I'm still going to give it to the Ducks. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the thing that th kind of sticks out for me here is uh, Oregon State's record on the road one one and four, oh, yeah. and, and and two of those losses come against a four and six California team and a four and seven Colorado team. So I think you know this this helps Oregon getting back to their back to the roots at home. Uh, they'll establish that they, they really have to get that running game going. You know, the, they, they really, you know, the kind of, I guess the method to their madness, you know, in that Utah game, they got down so early 
they couldn't rely on their on their running game. They had right. to really rely on the, on their quarterback, and that's just not a recipe for for good things in Oregon. They they have to get that running game going. But I like the Ducks to be to be back at home, maybe a little bit closer than than what the spread is saying. But uh, yeah, Oregon Oregon gets it done. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on Oregon. I think last week's loss was a wake up call. It, it's gonna smack them in the face. Get them more ready for this game. I, I think they do enough to get the win. I'm gonna go with the Beavers. All right, All right. I got the upset. Few, few the lone points. wolf. Yeah. Few quick points I do want to make. First off, the turnover chainsaw that Oregon State has it might be the coolest <laughs> turnover cha- chainsaw. That is, that is pretty cool. turnover prop in that. college football. Yeah. And then uh, a key a key to win for Oregon State here is you know they got established the run game. They do have the leading rusher in the Pac-12 and B.J. Baylor. Mm-hmm. They also got to work outwork the Ducks in the trenches. Mm-hmm. If they can slow that offense down. I think Oregon State has a good chance of winning this ball game. All right. All right. Well, very good. Um, let's well, – one more game before we get to the big one. Colton's alma mater, the Miami Redhawks. <laughs> Some action. Yeah. Going, uh, it's going up against Kent State. Big matchup in the – Actually, the ma- my alma mater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there that's go. right. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Hey. All right. Yeah. And, and you know, they're they're <laughs> at Kent State, and the Vegas has only given Kent State one point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got, we got a toss-up game right here. Um they're both six and five, um, but here's I, Kent State. Their defense has given up 468 yards a game, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give the edge to the Miami Redhawks. Yes, sir. And 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 like Dad said, this is a pretty important game. Um, you know, the records obviously, you know, six and five. Both both teams obviously had a pretty tough, you know, non-conference schedule. But uh, this game is basically to determine who goes to the MAC, you know, MAC championship game on on the MAC East side of things. So. You know, they got a lot to play for here in this game. But, yeah, I, I look at the defense as the, as the difference, you know, maker in this. Um, the Redhawks are only allowing about 22 points a game, where uh, Kent State's is allowing almost 34 points a game. So, you know, love and honor, baby. <laughs> Go Redhawks. <clears throat> All right, well, I'm, I'm going to – Gonna say not so fast, my friends. Here, I, I'm going with my alma mater in Kent State. This one, statistically, they, they have the advantage in every category except passing yards on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, neither of these teams have been great on the road. Yeah. And so, I, I think with Kent State being at home, I think that's en- enough for them to be able to get it done. All right. I will say to add on to your Kent State pick, I think you're going to see Dustin Crumb potentially playing on Sundays. All right. In some aspect, but okay. I'm actually going to roll with the Red Hawks here. Love and honor for All my right. guy Colton over here. Max Alonso. Uh, <laughs> Oxford, Ohio, beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, beautiful campus. Uh, I think you can get uh, Gabbert and Rhythm early, establish him. Uh, he's 130 of 217, 2,013 yards, 20 TDs, four interceptions. I think he'll uh, do just enough in this game. The crazy thing about Mac play is you just it's always a toss-up you know, it doesn't matter know. how it doesn't what matter it doesn't matter what kind of record you got or how good you've they, been playing anybody can beat anybody in this league yeah absolutely <clears throat> all right well we move over oh to boy. the uh, game the game the game all right <clears throat> you know it, uh, as you know high state michigan number five versus number two two teams that are 10 and one playing for a lot there's a lot on the line right now in this game um the spread started out at seven early in the week. It went to eight and a half, and I, I'm not sure what. I don't think there was any changes as far as injury updates. It's probably just all on what people are betting. Mm-hmm. They changed the odds a little bit. Um, Caleb, I'm gonna let you start. I'll say this. I'll see you guys in Indy. All right. All right. I think Michigan slows the game down. Uh, I think they'll get. Uh, Stroud hasn't really faced that good a defense yet most of the season, so I think. Um, Ojabo and Hutchinson are going to frustrate him a little bit. All right. I think Michigan's offense does just enough. I will say they cannot take field goals when they get to the red zone. They mm-hmm. can't get stagnant down there. I think they will take advantage of some of their opportunities that they'll get. Um, so go blue. Yeah. All right. Matt, what you got? 
Well, you know me. I'm not making a pick in this game. Okay. I, I, I won't do it for the, especially this. This is the this is the game that caused me to have this superstition. I used to pick the Buckeyes every year in the John Cooper years, and Michigan just kept beating our butts. <laughs> I finally said, you know what? I'm not going to say anything this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may have been Jim Trestle was finally in the house, but you know what? The Buckeyes started winning, and I haven't picked them this game since. I'm not starting now. All, All right. right. All right. Well. I guess then I'll take I'll take it then and I, I went back and forth guys you know obviously you know near and dear to my heart being a you know a, a diehard Michigan fan and um, but yeah this this was back back and forth you know I, I I wrote down Buckeyes first then I wrote Michigan and and you know some some stats that kind of just you know stick out to me is you know Michigan's defense hasn't faced a a top forty offense five hundred and sixty like, yards of offense right is what, I mean that is and, just and, incredible and the only team that they faced that was even close was Michigan State and they were top you know they were number forty one and, and we and lost we lost that game so definitely going to have to be you know some major adjustments from from that game and and I don't think. We're going to have to keep it somewhat, you know, low to mid score because we're what, not. Did anybody see the over under on this? I, I did. High State, last time I checked, it's at minus eight and a half. The over under. No, the over. Oh, sorry, sorry. 64 and a half. Okay, 64 and a half. Yeah. I think that that's not good for Michigan if it's that high scoring. Every yeah, I, I think we're definitely going we to have to. We can't get in a shootout with, a, with no. the Buckeyes. Right. So we're going to have to keep this, you know, 20s to 30s here, um, you know, kind of, kind of game and. You know, Michigan's defense hasn't allowed 300 yards passing or 200 yards rushing in any game this year. So they are capable of doing good things, but this is a totally new animal that they haven't faced this year. And, you know, the, the Buckeyes are, are, are red hot. Um, you know, they, they've, you know, held – Michigan's got to get that run game going, but Ohio State's defense has held their last nine opponents to under 115 <laughs> rushing the yards. Wild, so. The wild thing about this whole – this game is – Michigan can play a perfect game this Saturday, and it still might not be enough. Mm-hmm. To, I know. To win. Ohio State's that good. Yeah, yeah. They, they've really come around and, and have really, you know, kind of. Hey, quit saying all this nice stuff about the Buckeyes. <laughs> it's it's going to give you some of that karma I'm trying <laughs> the, to keep over the, here. Yeah. Right. Well, but I'm, at the end of the day, I got to go dear and dear to my heart. I'm taking the Wolverines to get right. the Yes, w, sir. Guys. Good loop. <laughs> all right. You're leaving me in a spot here. I don't know what to do. I still haven't written anything down. I want to go over some stuff with you, fellas, and see what you think. In the past, what's given Michigan trouble with Ohio State has been that mobile QB. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that can get outside, run, and get outside and throw from outside the pocket. Yep. You don't really have that in C.J. Stroud. He can move. He's he, He's not – He's not Tom Brady back there. He he is he is somewhat mobile, so I, I think that that helps Michigan a little bit. Um, if Michigan watched the blueprint of what Oregon did to him, you get pressure on C.J. Stroud. He did make a couple of mistakes, but that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Things things have changed a lot. You, of changed. you look at the way he he throws some beautiful balls now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ohio State potentially has three receivers that could go for a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're number one guy in yardage, Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. You add our three top re- receivers together. We don't even equal his, mm-hmm. our three top receivers. Don't equal his yards right now. Uh, yeah. um, and, and add to that and a thousand, a thousand yard rusher mm-hmm. on that offense. Uh, you know, we got two great defensive ends and Hutchison and Ojabo 19 we're 28 sacks, but 19 of them, are from those two guys. Yeah. So if, so if Ohio State solves that with their tackles, our two prolific defensive ends, our, our Ohio, corners are in trouble. If our corner, our de- defensive backfields are going to struggle. Our defensive backs are going to struggle. If Ohio State solves the Hutchison Ojaba, it's going to be ugly early. Yeah. Um, it could be a Michigan State type, 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 type game. That's it what really, scares me the most is that really our secondary could. just so 
think uh, it, I mean, it, hasn't truly been tested yeah. because of that great. I haven't you know, heard. I haven't heard quorums update. Yeah, um, haven't heard. Of, haven't heard a stat. I, I would think he's gonna play since he was like a game time decision last week for for the Maryland. And game. I thought they might throw him in there just for a couple plays, just to knock get him, the rust you know, off. Yeah, kind of get bit. a little fresh, you know, going. But I, I expect him to play in in this one. So uh, here's what I got, fellas. Do I try to go for the win? They get your record and get my record. Hey, I I threw the record out. You're right, right. Uh, uh, so, oh my God, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I'm well. You don't lose anything if you if you pick. I'm already taking the loss. If you pick Michigan and Ohio State wins, you're still with Colton. Right, right. right. So, so you don't lose anything by picking your team. Right? I know. I know. Um, so, so we got to We got to make a pick here. Right? No, 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 can I get a drum roll? <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, I got it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pull a Desmond Howard. Go blue, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. Well, yeah, that that's gonna be an exciting game. You know, right off the bat, uh, noon noon game as it always is. So you know, in in you know in the big house this year. So hopefully that home hometown crowd can can get it going. The big but, house will uh, be rocking. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be an exciting. It can get loud in there, even though the configuration of that stadium isn't conducive to holding the noise. Um, there's going to be enough people just, in just from pure volume alone. I heard they're I doing a maze out too again. All right. Well, well, hopefully that, that, that sparks some good, some good stuff for them. So, All right. well, that's the end of our show for tonight. Um, Colton, you want to wrap us up? Yeah. So, you know, we appreciate you guys for, you know, listening tonight to, uh, fire it up with your hosts, Colton Cow, chief Rob Cow, Caleb Watkins, Matt Cordes. Um, you know, we, we, like I said, we hope you enjoyed this, this show and, um, you know, you want to hear you know other topics we are out there on on social media want to hear other topics for future episodes or you know just got a burning sports question that you want to hear you know the guys talk about um you know we'll, we're going to be on our show you know next week we'll, we'll come at our regular time around you know 7 15 next week on on wednesday night so we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming um but like i said we're, we're on social media you can find us on instagram um our, our handle is fired up underscore podcast or you can find us uh, on Facebook, um, search for Fired Up, comma, Sports Podcast. You'll, you'll find our page there. And, you know, if you don't want to go there, you know, not on social media, you can always go over to our website, which is uh, Um, You know, you can find all of our old episodes there and, you know, just a little bit of information about the about the show, too. So, you know, we want to give a big shout-out to Caleb. We appreciate him being on thanks the show. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, thanks, thanks for always uh, welcoming me with open arms on here. Yeah, and, uh, you know. We, well, we got some good news this week real quick coming okay. up. We're going to be the first featured uh, podcast on Podbean coming up in December. Yeah, so. kind of the week of the week of Christmas we're going to be, you know, featured. So, so we'll, be, we'll be your Thanksgiving present. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're, we're, you know. Trying to get our name out there, so so spread the word if you if you like you know like what you hear, spread the word to all your friends and stuff. And um, as always, stay fired, fired up. up.